Welcome to FIO on the Air, the voice of the festivals and events industry in Ontario. Please welcome our CEO and your host, Dave McNeil. Hello and welcome to FIO on the Air. Today we've got Minto Schneider in. Minto's the CEO at Explore Waterloo Region. Welcome aboard. Thank you, Dave. Um, let's go wait right back to uh, 101, uh, a DMO. Can you describe to maybe one of our newer members that what is the work of a DMO and, and how would an event in your given geographical area work with their DMO? That's a good question. Destination marketing organizations, or sometimes known now as a destination management organization, have, have evolved over the years. And what we have been in the past was an organization that was responsible for marketing the destination to the outside world to bring visitors in uh, to, as, as guests, to fill hotels, restaurants, br- to bring people to events. Essentially, that's what we're still doing. But because marketing has changed so much, we've really evolved into more of a destination management organization as well. So we're helping with product development. So we work with festivals and events to help them with their marketing efforts, sometimes with their development efforts. And we work with our hotels and restaurants and retail and and attractions to try and attract people to come from outside the region to visit. One of the things that we uh, are sometimes held responsible for um, is to try and get people off their couches in the community to out to events and restaurants. Really our responsibility is to bring visitors from outside the region or more than 40 kilometers away to come inside and visit. You know, with your with your touch mm-hmm. of the local community, is there? it's a good opportunity for events in your given area to form partnerships and, and, and look at partners that they may not have otherwise thought. Can you speak to that? Um, you mean partnerships between festivals or between festivals and hotels? Between festivals, festivals and hotels. You know, a lot of times uh, our festival people think of themselves as a silo and they don't realize that there's 10 other silos in town that are doing the same thing at different periods of time and they're not necessarily your competitors. That's a really that's a really good point. In fact, I was talking to someone yesterday who has a festival coming up this summer and they were talking about um, advertising on their website saying come to the event and stay to explore. So they'll have their event on their website and then they'll have a, a link to our page that talks about hotels, restaurants, attractions, other festivals that are going on at the same time. And I, I like the point that you talked about uh, being competition because I remember one time talking to um, one of the festivals that was happening in Saint, in, uh, in Cambridge and they were concerned because on the same weekend, Blues was on in uh, Kitchener and they didn't want to run their event at the same time. I said, you should run it at the same time and you should talk to Blues about who they've got playing when and trying to collaborate so that people come to stay longer. Because normally people will come to one event or something uh, that they see in particular, and then when they find out that there's more go- going on, they may choose to stay overnight or spend longer in the in the region while they're here. And that's really what a DMO brings to the table, right? Knowing that that future outlook and what else is happening in the in the community that can really build the experience for the customer for that festival or event. Exactly. Throw an RTO into that mix and and what role does your DMO play with your RTO? And maybe if you can just explain the role of an RTO. And I know in Ontario they're all a little bit different. I was gonna I was gonna start with that because the regional tourism offices all operate a little bit differently. The one that we have, RTO4, um, is is really working to to 
do product development. They're not doing any marketing, whereas RTO 8, for example, does marketing. So we're working closely with RTO 4 to make sure that we're working, aligning ourselves um, and with Destination Ontario to make sure that we're not stepping on each other's toes, but we're trying to help um, organizations develop more product and get it to the market. Now that connection with Destination Ontario, is that something that's best served through a DMO in your area? I think it is, yes. It's very difficult for, if you think of the job of Destination Ontario, to keep track of all of the small events, uh, venues, hotels uh, across the province. That would be a pretty daunting effort. So if it can be coordinated through a DMO, in the case of ours where we do the marketing, or an RTO, when the RTOs are doing the marketing, it's, it makes it much easier and um, uh, a lot less confusing for, I think, all involved. And with the new ministry now, there's really a more combined effort to put forth that this ministry is a strong economic developer and brings a lot of money to the table to the province, generates a lot of jobs. And I think in the past we have siloed ourselves so much that the story is not quite as magnificent as when you put it all together and and that partnership part. Well, I think um, at your FEO summit, you're going to hear the minister say that on the first night of your event when she talks about the power of having all of those industries working together in, in her ministry because that's something that she is very, very strong on. And lo- she loves to talk about the, um, the economic impact that those industries have together and how we should be working more closely together. When you think about the number of films that have been come, uh, have come here to film, whether it's um, Handmaid's Tale or, or anything else that comes here uh, with TVO, it does a lot of filming here as well, that's a huge um, attraction to come here. You know, people see Waterloo Region on television and then they want to come and see it. I mean, for New Zealand, it was a huge boost when they had Lord of the Rings filmed there. And I know that they still see a lot of as so does England with uh, Harry Potter. I think that we can capitalize on that as well by trying to work with those industries to promote our area more. And I know that's something that for for FIO and our members that has worked really well for us, I think, is combining efforts with like Tayo, for example, and Resorts Ontario and Attractions Ontario, and advocating the government on behalf of the collective. We all get to tell our individual stories and add our individual flavor, but it all combines to a single message that this industry is a driver of the economy. I, I think that's critical. And when we talked initially in our conversation about the silos that sometimes festivals have around each other, trying to make sure that our um, industry sectors are not siloed as well is really important. If we can all work together on on those issues that align that we're aligned on, we'll have a much better chance of, of making a difference as far as um, provincial legislation is concerned. With your DMO in Waterloo Region, I mean, you, you've got a lot of bigger size communities that you're dealing with as opposed to some others that are one-on-one or you know town of Collingwood for example or compared to dealing with Kitchener, Waterloo, Cambridge, North Humphreys and whoever else I forgot. Wellesley, Wilmot and Woolwich. (laughs) How how does that I mean that's a, a large job bringing that all together or is that part of the success of Waterloo Region is that there is a lot to do in this area? I think it is part of the success. I think when I first saw that this organization was being uh, started, Waterloo Regional Tourism Marketing Corporation, I thought, wow, that's a daunting task to bring three municipalities and four townships 
plus the region of Waterloo together. Um, but I think that we've worked as an example. So we've been able to bring that group together and work together on a tourism front. And now we're bringing sport on board as well. And it's been uh, a real learning experience for the sport organizations in each of the municipalities to, to work together. And it's been successful, and I think that we can do more. I know through our experiences working together with Oktoberfest, for example, bringing in that bigger project and, and bringing in some, like we did some stuff on um, Facebook advertising and, and bringing sport to the community through cycling and stuff like that. So that collaborative really stretched dollars for, from both Oktoberfest and the region and an RTO input to make that, that buy a bigger buy. And I think that it also helps um, bring all of the communities in. So when you did, when Oktoberfest were, were doing events that were maybe not in downtown Kitchener, but in Cambridge, like cycling or a running race or, some, or, or um, the hockey tournament or the slow pitch, you know, that helps everybody feel like they're a part of the festival that's going on. Minto Schneider is our guest. Minto's the CEO at Explore Waterloo Region. Back in just a minute with Theo on the air. Festivals and Events Ontario supports a lively, engaged, and dedicated festival and events industry. Purchase your Festivals and Events Ontario membership today and get a team of people working to help you succeed. Here's just a few benefits that membership provides. Promotion, saving money, networking, industry awards, supplier discounts, communications, skills development, and so much more. So many benefits, so little cost. Buy your membership today. Contact us now, Debbie, at festivalsandeventsontario.ca. The voice of festivals and events in Ontario. FIO on the Air continues. Here again is our host, Dave McNeil. Welcome back to FIO on the Air. Minto Schneider, the CEO at Explore Waterloo Region, is our guest. Uh, Minto, can you can we talk a little bit about the mat tax in in Waterloo Region and what is the mat tax for those that might not realize it, and then in turn, how does it benefit festivals and events in that in those given communities? Not everybody does it, right? But a lot are jumping on board. So the provincial government passed legislation uh, enabling municipalities to impose a municipal accommodation tax uh, in twenty. 2017. So we um, managed to get all of the municipalities and the townships on board and they passed the bylaw um, imposing the municipal accommodation tax or MAT tax uh, in on July 1st, 2019. And the MAT tax, is that uh, all in or no you can't opt in or out of it, right? It's if you're a, tax. a hotel. So if you're a hotel, you you're you're paying. For, your guests are paying. It's not the hotels that are paying, but you are collecting it on behalf of the municipality. We did have a, uh, an exception for bed and breakfasts. So if you owned a bed and breakfast and you actually live in the property in the residence, then you can apply for an exemption. And most of the bed and breakfasts in the region actually have. Um, their owners living on site so many of them are exempt but it did give us an opportunity to meet with them to talk about how we can work together to try and get information about what's going on in the region to their guests and uh, Airbnb recently jumped on board so they are now um, collecting the the um, municipal accommodation tax on our behalf as of January 1st. Is that tax is that rate the same all across the province for anybody that's administering? Um, or is there different rates for different communities? Yeah, that's a good question. So it, it, most communities are going at 4%. Some had 3% because they had a voluntary um, destination marketing fee 
prior to the tax being passed. Most of them are changing to a municipal accommodation tax at 4% or increasing to 4 but there is a little bit of variance across the province. That's a fairly large number when, when you think of room nights in any given community and 4% new revenue. Yes, it is. Um, and, y- and you guys are a little bit unique in, in that you've already established a granting program for festivals and events based on some of the proceeds from the MAT tax. Can you talk about your, your granting program? Yes, but maybe what I should talk about first is that the granting program is only part of our overall budget. So we, are, we, we weren't sure how much money we would have in revenue from the municipal accommodation tax because it's just an estimate based on hotel occupancy and average rate. So um, what we had to do was uh, start with collecting in July and not start spending until January 1st, 2020. So our 2020 budget is, is increased over what it was, but we still won't be absolutely sure of what we're going to get until we've been collecting for a year. So we dedicated about 25% of the budget to uh, festivals, uh, to a grant program, and the rest of it we'll spend on marketing and research and product development, but the majority on marketing. So the festival grant program joins two incentive programs, one we have for sport sport tournaments and events, and one for meetings and conferences. The festival grant program is completely separate and is open to any local uh, festival or event that drives overnight business to, uh, to apply for, for funding. And you have uh, two granting periods. One of them has come and gone, and you're in the process of the second per- period now. Correct. And so how, can you talk a little bit about what some of those grants are? I know they're set up to have overnight stays, but what, what are you looking at as a, a DMO? What's the attraction for you? What Well, we want to make sure that our festivals are are healthy and strong and sustainable. So what we're looking at for existing events that are applying for funding is any incremental things that they're doing. So we're not going to fund the same old thing that events that have been going on for a long time are, are doing. What we're saying is we want you to be adding something to your event to add the length of stay for visitors or to in, um, maybe attract another um, sort of visitors that have not attended your event in the past. It could be, for example, that um, Blues Festival, uh, and this is something they did a few years ago, so it wouldn't matter now, but they add something for garage bands or something you know that adds a different um, element to the event that attracts a completely different segment of visitor to visit. One of the things I would, I'm still unsure of is, is that 4%, is that totally be, to be turned back into the community <laughs> towards tourism? I know it's a tough question, <laughs> it but is a, I'm going to throw it out. Is, should I say what I wish or what <laughs> is happening? Um, the municipalities have been fantastic, actually. So um, what, what, we have, what we have agreed to is that the municipalities, as part of the provincial legislation, have to share at least 50% of the tax with the destination marketing organization. So we are getting 2% of the four that's collected. 10% is going to the region of Waterloo, and 40% is going to the municipality in which the tax was collected. Within the municipalities, they are using that um, that that revenue to to support tourism. So some of them may be using it for festivals and events. Some of them could be doing it using it for other things. But but generally, yes, supporting tourism. But there's no real policy or guidelines be- to how that money was spent. I, I remember at the OMA when Premier Ford talked about you know cutting um, childcare and cutting some healthcare costs. A few of the mayors right away went and said, well, I guess we're going to have to go to that municipality tax to subsidize some of those cuts. 
Um, yes, and the Tourism Industry Association of Ontario is trying to get the government to put more stipulations around how that how those dollars are spent because the intent was to have it spent on tourism. Um, but in some cases, you know, when regulations are written, they don't cover all of the loopholes. So we're hoping that in the spring budget, we'll be able to have some some um, of those loopholes closed and some of the um, regulations clarified somewhat so that they're not um, a little bit iffy about as to how the money can be used. Now, the other thing I was interested in hearing is a lot of the different municipalities support festivals through granting programs that they have had in place for years and years. And my wonder, my concern was, is that now that this MAT tax is coming in, are they still going to contribute or is that they're out of the festival event granting program and that all becomes your responsibility now? In Waterloo Region, what's the, what's the case been there? Um, it'll be... the. I shouldn't say that it'll be the same because I think what the the uh, municipalities are trying to do is better align how they're funding festivals. They're not talking about cutting funding, but in Cambridge is different than Kitchener, which is different from Waterloo. The townships generally have not had a lot of money to do anything with festivals, so having access to some of those dollars might help. Um, but I know that uh, Cambridge, for example, was trying to make sure that their funding was... Um, aligned with what their strategy is and and trying to deter trying to line up with the celebrate Ontario grants as well so that they're not funding the same thing over and over again that they're trying to um, make sure festivals are sustainable but also uh, refreshing themselves over the years and it's not just Cambridge I think Kitchener and Waterloo are trying to make sure that they're um, uh, that we're all aligning with one another so very early days but what has the response been locally from the festival and events community about the granting program and about the process that uh, that you've got in place for everybody? I think I think it's been quite good. We got 16 applications in the first round. Um, that was that was started at the beginning of November um, and closed at the end of November. I think that's right. And then the next round closes March 2nd. Um, and we had a webinar yesterday about we, we decided after the first round that we needed to be more available to answer questions about how the um, grant was being operated and what were the criteria around it. And to be honest, it was our first round as well. So we it was a learning experience for us as well. So we did a webinar yesterday and we had a number of people on board for that. So I think that we'll have at least that number of applicants for the second round too. And through what you've seen in this first round, and I'm sure you've had some time to go through some of the applications, are the ends justifying the means? Are you seeing some good ideas coming forward on how to expand or change or add dates to your festival? We've seen some great ideas, and I just wish that we had 10 times the amount of money that we have to, to work on it. Minto Schneider, the CEO at Explore Waterloo Region, is our guest back in just a minute with Feel on the air. Become a Festivals and Events Ontario member today and join a family of more than 500 members that represent over 1,400 festivals and events in Ontario. Knowledgeable, dedicated and passionate event organizers and volunteers who can help make your event a success. Membership fees range in price depending on the size of your festival or event. If you're a supplier of goods or services, you can also become a member and get connected with planners across the province. So many benefits, so little cost. Buy your membership today. Contact us now, Debbie at festivalsandeventsontario.ca. Welcome back. Feel on the Air continues. Here again is our host, Dave McNeil. Welcome back to Feel on the Air. 
Minto Schneider, the CEO at Explore Waterloo Region, is our guest today, and we're talking about DMOs and their roles with part with partnership uh, and with festivals and events in 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 the given communities or in Ontario as, as a whole. And Minto, one of the things that I know it's difficult for us to deal with, um, and I'm sure in your DMO it's difficult to deal with too, is that every city, every DMO, every RTO operates differently. So, you know, at our conference, when we bring our little people together and people are networking and they're sharing ideas and they're sharing things, well, you know, in Kitchener-Waterloo, we do this and that, oh, that's a great idea, but, but our our DMO doesn't do it that way or our RTO doesn't do it that way. Do you guys come together and, and share ideas and best practices and shared policies that, and I know it's tough in a, in a policy framework like you're working in to, that everybody does it exactly the same. That's that's also a very good question, Dave. We we belong to an organization called Destinations International, and they have a certification program for um, senior management, and I actually have the certification now. But they also have a certification program for the organization itself to make sure your governance, finance, uh, management, HR, all are kind of aligned with what other DMOs are. So we've uh, we've reached that uh, we have that accreditation as well. What we're trying to do is bring that more to other destination marketing organizations in Ontario and in Canada uh, by working with the uh, Destinations International and the Tourism Industry so- Association of Ontario. So the municipal accommodation tax being introduced in so many municipalities across the province um, is a great opportunity to do that because. Every municipality operates differently, and there was very few guidelines of how to introduce the municipal accommodation tax. So we've had a number of conference calls um, that have been uh, refereed by TIO or pulled together by TIO, and we'll continue to do that because we're talking best practices and how we're working um, with our municipalities, but also with our partners. If someone's listening out there and they're in a DMO role in another city or they're a festival and event that likes what they're hearing about Waterloo Region is doing, how would they get in touch with you and and how would they get that information? Probably the best way is to go to our our website, explorewaterlooregion.ca, um, and and I'm on there about us. You can email me. My email address is there, but I can my email address is mschneider at wrtmc.org. Uh, so shooting me an email is probably the best way, or through Tile. Right now I'm the chair of the Tile board, but also Beth Potter, who's the executive director there, CEO, is a, an amazing contact and connect DMOs uh, from across the province. And as a matter of fact, Beth Potter is our next guest on uh, Perfect. Theo on the air. So we'll, we'll continue the conversation and get some, some more generalities in there. Well, Tayo has been um, terrific about putting frequently asked questions about the municipal accommodation tax right on their website. So people can go there to try and get answers to any questions that they have. And they're adding to it all the time because there's new issues. We had one earlier this week. There's new issues coming up all the time. So it's that time in the conversation, final thoughts. What's ahead for Waterloo Region Tourism and any secrets you're willing to share at this point? I don't think anything's a secret. I, th- I think one of the things that's a huge change for us is our budget, of course. So we've been um, struggling with the amount of money that we've had to spend in the past and always talked about how with more money we'd be able to do more. So this year is going to be an, an exciting time for us as we add to our um, our ability to market Waterloo Region outside of um, Waterloo Region. And uh, so stay tuned and see what happens. I think we're going to see some big changes this year. Minto, thank you very much for the conversation. Um, 
we're going to have to do this more often as the year progresses to see, to see how the program works out. I'd be happy to do that. Minto Schneider's been our guest today on FIO on the Air. Thanks for listening, and we'd like to remind you that festivals and events build community. Thanks for listening to FIO on the Air, the voice of festivals and events in Ontario. Festivals and Events Ontario has entered the world of podcasting with Theo on the air. Join us as we sit down and chat with the movers and shakers of the festivals and events community. The goal is to share insight, advice, planning techniques, and overall strategy with you, our FIO members. On the next podcast, would you like us to interview someone specific, cover a particular topic, answer a question? Let us know. FIO on the air wants to give you what you need to succeed. Contact us now. Dave at festivals and events Ontario.ca.